This is March 17th. It's Wednesday morning. Now, this month, The Atlantic Magazine published an article by Tim Keller entitled, Growing My Faith in the Face of Death. Tim used to be the pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. He continues to be one of the leaders of a church planting movement called City to City. He's written a whole pile of books explaining and defending faith in Christ, and last year he even wrote a book on death. But an immense change has happened in Tim's life. During the past year, Tim learned that he has pancreatic cancer. Yes, now the possibility of his death, well, that's become quite real. What are you going to do with that? How is that going to affect your faith? Now, I leave you to read the article, but I mention it this morning because there are things that bring death to the forefront for us. If you're young or healthy, you hardly ever think of the reality of death. Sure, you may have had someone close to you die, but... Well, that's not the same. It just doesn't register for you in the same way as when when death comes into view for you. If you can begin to imagine how this feels, then you can begin to understand the symbol of the cross in the ancient world. The Roman philosopher and statesman Cicero said it was unworthy for a Roman to mention or even turn his thoughts to the crucifixion. He should not hear, see, or even consider death on a cross. Yet the center of the Christian faith is that Jesus gave himself to death even on a cross. Here's our text for this morning. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 12. Those who want to impress people by the means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Now, Paul is writing the Christians in Galatia, the ones that have been returning to law-keeping as their way to come to God. He says that they preferred resting on their own performance to avoid being persecuted for their faith in a crucified Messiah, the cross. Yes, the Christians were laughed at in the early church for worshiping a crucified Lord. Really, is it possible that the leader of your movement, the one you worship and serve, died on a cross? You see, in the Roman world, the gospel of Jesus, well, it was unthinkable. It was embarrassing, really. Crucifixion was reserved for the worst criminals, and crosses were so unsavory, so despised, that men would not be crucified in the cities. They were taken outside and hung on a cross. Jesus, in the same way, was taken outside Jerusalem. Now, who wanted to see a man being crucified? You see, the faith that we profess is rooted in the most despised thing in the ancient world. Like Tim Keller, we may like not like to think about the cross until we consider what the cross meant. There's such a horror to it. Those believers in Galatia, well, they don't want to think that a crucifixion was needed for their sin. 
They wanted to present, well, a good record before God and a good life to God. Now, I think as we approach the cross, it's not only Jesus that comes into view there, but we ourselves and our sin, we can see there as well. And we don't want to think about that. It makes sense the disciples would turn away when Jesus was put on the cross. They would run. Who wanted to see Jesus die in this way? And perhaps we want to do the same thing. We want to avoid the pain and revulsion of it. So we're tempted to draw back from Jesus on the cross because it's so awful. Then we see just how strange it is that the boast of Christians about the cross, the crucifixion of Jesus, how it was so unusual, so strange in their world. You see, it's here where our sin becomes real and also where God's love comes into focus. The very thing the world despised becomes a place of beauty and freedom. And that was part of Tim's discovery that I will mention. It was in coming to terms with his own death that his life has most filled with joy and purpose, the awareness of his salvation in Christ. And it was in coming terms with the cross of Jesus that life most comes for us to enjoy. It's here where what matters, what stands out, is God's love for us in Christ. And the rest dissolves away and becomes less important. Let's pray together. Ever faithful God, as long as we can keep the realities of life at bay, we can live in a dream world. Indeed, we're, we're experts on creating those dream worlds. Thank you that Jesus entered into our world in flesh and blood to give us a living hope. Thank you for the cross where my Savior died because there life came into our world to us. I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.